Welcome to Cowfolk on the Cushion, a podcast about country music consciousness and getting better. I'm Sam Retton. Um, took last uh, week off just to edit this week's podcast, um, in which I'm joined by my friend Kelly Kaplan. Um, we chatted via Zoom, and uh, Mercury is now retrograde, and so I'm going to blame... Um, tech problems and everything on that, just because I love blaming things on Mercury. Um, so this uh, is a Zoom call, so forgive any um, audio issues. I did my best. Um, and also, um, I had to edit a lot out just for time, and some of that um, may come back uh, in next week's episode. So without further ado, here is my chat with my dear friend Kelly Kaplan. So I guess I guess I'll introduce you. Um, this yeah. week I'm talking to my friend Kelly. Um, we go way back, and Kelly is also in a band. If you want to plug that real quick. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, hopefully, I have like a pump that's going off can you hear it very well I hope you can't hear it no I can't hear it good good because it's loud but um so I'm in a band called Ancient Sofa but we haven't played in a really long time (laughs) and um yeah like that's that's a band that and I guess what we could talk about um why because it's there's a lot of in I guess insight that can go into impost things like imposter syndrome or depression but yes quarantine happened and um I've always loved music and my partner Terry has been playing music for like pretty much almost all his whole like his whole life like 15 to 20 years and um yeah I was just like I really love playing these drums so we I bought a new drum set or a new old new to me old to someone else and um just started jamming and music was happening and i've never taken a class i've never done anything like that and then um we literally like there was a good whole month where i wasn't working at all so it was just like lots of music lots of jamming lots of creating and um we started having songs (laughs) like my um for for the for the most part it's really been like my partner coming to the table with ideas um, and lyrical ideas and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm going to play to this song. Cause it's like, you know, it's, it's a little less pressure for me being that I'm like a newer musician, even though I like to write and everything kind of like just started out really surfy and the last few songs, um, which we don't, we have a SoundCloud ancient sofa at SoundCloud, I think. Um, But it's doesn't, there's a lot that we've, we've been developing that's not super like it's like recorded on our phone and stuff but it's really exciting because we're getting doomier and a little more like ethereal and our sound is growing as my partner is becoming more accustomed to like pedal work because he didn't he literally never played with pedals before just like straight guitar and like I know I'm noticing that I'm even inspired as a drummer by pedal like different sounds that you can create you know like we've been listening to like a lot of post-punk I've been listening to the chameleons and he's like oh my delay pedal can do that I can make that happen 
you know, <laughs> or even like 60 psychedelic music. He's like, oh yeah, I can make that do, do like I could do that sound with this pedal now. And I'm like, oh my God. So, but yeah, so I am, um, we're in a band and I'm still learning how to be a musician and, and be like, I don't know rudiments or anything. So I still feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying that I'm in a band. So that's a big, um, that's a big thing right now. This is like the first first weekend where I felt like playing music in a long time as well so um so yeah like the journey it's I'm I feel like I'm still in the in the journey of trying to do music um do you want me just to keep going because I could am I just should I talk <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever so um I guess one thing that we had an opportunity well we have an opportunity to record with a friend of his that's like a a part of a band um, or who recorded and his own band um, locally and they're very popular um, and we uh, but um, so yeah, we had an we have an opportunity to record with somebody and I just started getting like major I'm not ready I'm like a lot of the songs that we have as much as I love them, I was starting to get like maybe not bored of them, but I think I was just, you know, I, I like we hadn't played in a while and I was, you know, we were excited when we were talking to him and I felt like I was crying because I, I was crying like happy tears because this dude is just like so surprised that I've only been really playing drums like for four months. And I don't know, I was just like, that is so exciting. And then all of a sudden, like the pressure of, oh my God, but like, what <laughs> I have to, I have to, I just couldn't get myself in there to, to practice and stuff. Like I was not, I wasn't feeling it and I, I got really scared. So that's like a pattern that I've been working on is trying to see like when I get good at something, even, and even when I start getting feedback from people, you know, I like start to overthink it and I start to um not just like I'm not being present in the moment there's a lot of self-judgment I'm not I'm losing my capacity to just like enjoy what the process and thinking so much more about um you know who I don't know just just like there's a place I want to be but I'm not there yet and it's like well the more I play the better I'll get and the more fun I'll have but like I start start I just start looking at it like it's a chore Right. And this is like something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. I still, I mean, I, you know, I never thought I'd be drumming, but I love, I love it. Like it's, it's something that I've like really connected to. So I'm still, still trying to figure out, um, like trying to navigate that. And now that I've let myself like step away from it and I've been thinking more and more about drumming again, I think, you know, I was talking to my partner and I think that I'm going to get back in there and try to like, just like, refurbish my relationship with music and really think about like what are my goals what are my aspirations because it seems like anytime I try to like do something solid like routine I mean talking about trying to walk the eightfold path you need a little routine and consistency um, I'm so afraid of it I'm really not a good routine person so WTF you know <laughs> So like, yeah, being, being, um, I didn't, I guess I didn't intend for you, your introduction of me being like in a band to turn into this whole like existential 
thing, but I feel like that's that's something a lot of people are going through for various reasons. Yeah. Like, who am I? What's my identity? <laughs> you I think know? So. I think that's where like everyone's at right now. And like I feel you in terms of like when people would be like, Oh, you're in a band? Cause I was in three at one point, but like they're like, What did you play? And I'm like, nothing. I sing. <laughs> and it's like, but I'm not I'm not I don't know. There's always that, oh, but I'm not like good or anything, or like the band is good and I'm just there or something. But it was it was fun. Yeah. And that was what mattered really. It was like, you know, for the most part playing with my favorite people and having fun, playing shows, recording, and then like listening to the recordings later and then sometimes being like, wow, that was so good. And then other times being like, that's not very good. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I don't know, maybe like as far as the recording process, like having this this more seasoned musician come in and see me I was just like so afraid that you know I was going to be sitting at the drum set that I've never fucking tuned can I cuss yeah (laughs) that I've never fucking tuned I've never like take taken off my hardware and like dusted it like the um, to be real I don't know very many people who ever do that I really honestly, unless you're, unless you're like a studio musician, and if you are really that big of a studio musician, you're not fucking doing it for yourself. I bet you. I don't know. Like, there's just, there's a lot of gatekeeping in music. And especially when you're reading, you're reading uh, about music from um, drumming, the Idiot's Guide to Drumming, (laughs) 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 which is like where, that's actually where I, um, like where I just, how I decided to buy a drum set which was helpful to like think about, you know, what would be like the best sounding, what would be, you know, for, for what I like, what I could afford, just having, having an idea of like, you know, something that would last a long time that would like withstand the wear and tear. And then I happened to get like what's considered a fairly good drum set for only like 200 bucks. Yeah. That's a really good deal. Dude. And it's sparkly blue. And her name is Curly Rip, like Rip Curl, because all I could do, I like all, everything that I start with is surf. Like it all starts with surf rock. And it's crazy because I never really, I don't consider myself like a connoisseur of surf rock, but I guess I do love the cramps and I do, I do love all of the different ways a lot of musicians I appreciate have incorporated that into their, into the repertoire of sound. But, um, yeah, I definitely, it's hard for me not to feel like I'm just, I just playing, playing drums, you know, and just like not feel legit because I don't know how to like do some complex fill, even though I'm getting, even though I'm getting better. Um, but, <laughs> but like, I just, it, it's, it's like, should I start YouTubing rudiments? And there's just like something about that that sounds so boring to me. Like, I have to, like, is, do I really have to just, do this and most people probably if they were listening to this and they're a drummer they're gonna be like yes you should you should at least try that's me talking to me I guess but um so I maybe like I might I think I might try to inch myself into that where you know I just see it as like something like fun to do even coming from like an ADHD standpoint you know like learning rudiments might be a good way to like keep like have myself like if, if I'm having anxiety like focus on that I don't know I'm trying to trick myself into doing things I think 
like figure figure out ways to make things that I want to do but when I like when it comes down to doing them I don't want to like trying to trick my my brain into being like it's not a chore it, this is just like you fiddle you're gonna fiddle on your phone you might as well do it on your practice pad right you know? I feel so. that all the time lately I'm like I want to do so many things but why am I not doing any of them yeah why am I just sitting here <laughs> what's going oh my on it's, it's, well especially since like with the the smoke and the fires and stuff I mean all the hiking and active stuff I've been lamenting not being able to do that but like drumming has always been available to me you know whether it's like rain smoke or shine I could always go in there and play and um sometimes I'm like I've I've never really gone in there just by myself to like mess around you know and like start to create my own relationship with the drums you know so when I do practice with Terry or when we do start to jam like we can come together this is what he's been working on this is what I've been working on but I think you know maybe that's like a part of the, my codependency is you know I only would play with him so it's like if I'm trying to learn a part of a song that he's he's written it's almost like I feel like I'm fresh I frustrate him no I don't frustrate him I frustrate myself because he's at a certain point and I'm like trying to catch up. Like he's not ever frustrated with me when it comes to music or anything. So that's the, I think, I don't know, like, again, talking about like how to create a routine, um, especially around something that I love without making it seem like a chore. And I think that's, that's the quarantine piece to it I think that's the not the quarantine piece but I guess having more time as a result of of quarantine and COVID not being able to go out and be like you know reach outside of ourselves for things people activities or what have you I think that's the part um the biggest lesson that I've been learning I guess I should say is how important routines are and how bad I am at them (laughs) And maybe that could be the theme of this podcast is like routine, like how, how do we do this? <laughs> like, right. how can I, how can I, you know, especially when depression comes, how can I like stop losing interest in things that I love, you know, when there's like so much that might seem discouraging, but it's like, there's still this thing I can do. Like nobody's stopping me. It's me stopping me. Yeah. You know? I know that's like <laughs> like my eternal struggle is like why am I always stopping myself like mm-hmm. constantly like 24 7 and it's like so much of the time it's like these little things that like hardly even matter but I'm like oh no 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 I can't do that or whatever yeah like yeah I can why can't I, I <laughs> like even just like going for a drive like um I'm always like, oh, I shouldn't. Like, what if, like, my roommates get home and then they're worried or whatever? Like, man, who cares? I'm almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> they're not mom and dad. Even no, though, they're like, not. Even although, though they're like, like, a cute mom and dad, but. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't consider them mom and dad. But, like, when I yeah. went to the river last week, uh, they were like, well, you should let us know when you're going somewhere. I'm like. No one needs to know. I'm an adult. You froze. 
I mean, it's like it comes from a place of concern, but at the same time, like, I don't need people to be right. concerned about my life. Just like I don't need to be concerned about other people's lives, which is something that I kind of struggle with too sometimes. But like, like again, mm-hmm. like I'm almost 30. I'm an adult. I yeah. can take care of myself. I'll, I'll let people know what they need to know, but they don't need to know everything. And I can totally go do whatever yes. the fuck I want. And it's okay. Like people move throughout the world alone all the time. I'm single. I'm allowed to exist without a partner, which I feel like, like, that's like most of my friends have partners. So like, of course they're like, yeah, we do everything together or whatever. Why would I do right. something alone? But even when I had a partner, I did a lot of things alone. And like, I want to continue doing that. It's like, just cause there's not a dude I can call. Yeah. That doesn't mean my it's life so has to beautiful stop. beautiful that you say that because I actually like, I was there's many moments in the relationship that I am currently in where I have lamented the fact that my partner loves and requires, sorry, my, my dog's here and he's snorting. My partner loves and requires a lo- <laughs> like um, lots of alone time. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's just weird because I do too, but I like depend on people, <laughs> you know, I like depend on people for validation outside of myself so it's like there have been moments where I'm like I'm like man I just like want to go do things alone and it's like but wait like my partner has never stopped me in fact like if anything he's the one that's encouraged me to do solo hikes to like go out there on my own and like do my own thing so it's you know but lately we haven't been able to do that because of the smoke but but I wanted to but still so it's like I have nothing stopping me um either like from from doing the things that I want to do and like not having to ask permission from people around me I mean even this trip I there's so many times where I wanted to just text his mom and like let him know where we were at and then I'm just like I'm not gonna do that because I don't have to we're adults you know I used to do that for my mom but like I don't know I don't have to do that for her either like (laughs) I'm an adult you know (laughs) it's true I know like it's it's I feel like like we're all still in that weird place of like like we are adults but we don't feel like adults because we haven't been able to have like a real adult experience kind of just due to like finances and things like that so I don't know it's like like navigating um the fact that like we are like full-ass adults like we're responsible for our own lives and Mm -hmm. our own decisions and no one else is and they don't need to give us permission and they don't need to know necessarily everything that we're doing or whatever they don't get a say in it unless it affects them in which case like yeah totally but yeah I don't know it is strange because I and I do feel you know you graduate we graduated high school and then we like went to college and you know there's this idea of what college would be I wanted I was like stuck between trying to um, prepare myself for the working class and kind of like not paying attention to my studies and then also like wanting to be really into studying and really into like 
literature and analysis and all of these activities that kind of don't, I mean, they do serve, analysis serves a really important purpose in the world, but it's like not as concrete as like some of the more hands-on things that I had done. But I felt split between the two of those. So by the time I graduated college, I was just like, I don't, I don't want to like work 60 hours a week and I don't, you know, right. do whatever, but I don't want to be like, have my nose in a book either. So, and, and there's like, I, we both came out of our college experiences with like, what the hell do we do? So I'm a barista. Like right now, I like, all I know is I've concretely have bills to pay. So I have to like figure out how to do that. And um, yeah, like what, it's just a really disenchanting experience. And I just feel like, I feel like I just got thrown into, into working, but it was still like not healing the child within. So definitely it's like very close, you know, like definitely um, still part of my mom's family unit and not really seeing myself. She kind of made it hard for me to see myself as like a full adult too because I'm her baby and she know how she know how she treats us yeah. <laughs> she just like wants to take care of us in every capacity and I definitely have leaned into that but I'm getting to that point where I'm just like I can't keep expecting somebody like if I'm having a hard time I can't keep expecting someone just to be like oh oh my god let me hold you you know because like my partner can't do that all the time because he's a human that has like a, yeah. a human experience and his own traumas that he's trying to get through. So now I'm over here and I'm like having to try to parent myself <laughs> and like, like, you know, Kathleen, our, our mutual therapist. It's <laughs> 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 just like, try hugging yourself. And I actually did that once and it did help. And Mario yeah. was there too. Mario, my little chihuahua, yeah. he was there as well. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mario. I also like, I feel like this generation, we're realizing, you know, we shouldn't have to, um, I don't want to, it sounds, I feel like if my stepdad were alive, he would hate what I'm saying right now. But I really don't think that we were put on this earth to like work ourselves to death. You know what I mean? And like be just a total, right. you know, to quote a placebo song, slave to the wage, you know? which is just like another, you know, it's, we're just, it's the same system, just different, different suits, you know, <laughs> different looks, different faces. Right. Yeah. Especially when they're not going to give you like yeah. benefits or anything, like even if they pay you 15 an hour, if there's no benefits, then it's like, that doesn't mean anything when like rent on an apartment in Fresno is almost a thousand dollars for like yeah. a one bedroom sometimes it's now. It's impossible. That's dumb. <laughs> $15 it's an hour is not enough. To live. It really is. It really is. And I'm just, you know, part of me is like, I should start a career. I should like finally do X, Y, and Z, get my credential, be a teacher, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like the universe is crumbling and education is a really good example of what that looks like. But, <laughs> but it is so it's like, should I really like, yeah. you know, get into this game? But, uh, but yeah, I struggle between like doing that and then wanting to be more of like living more of a transient life where, you know, I try to just get work where I can, when I can. And if I'm in a point where it's like working, like I don't want to be working 40 hours a week, like at first it's good. And then afterwards, I'm like, I just want to do something else. It's 
you know, I don't know. Like I just, it makes me feel selfish for wanting to like do that. And it makes me feel like, I guess in the old world program perspective, just like lazy, but also, you know, I don't know. It's like if I were to move with the way that my mind works and my mental capacity works, it's, I'm usually very like, very productive active energetic for a certain amount of time and then there's amount of time where I'm like I need to reflect and sit and that could be a mental health illness that I have that's like not like needs not being met so maybe I have like a cycle issue manic depressive I don't know I have ADHD but it seems like more intuitive for me to have employment that works along with that rather than trying to fit myself into this idea of like you work yourself to death and then you die you know and I feel very very it's it's a privilege for me to even like have that perspective I think so I'm just I don't know there are a lot of voices in my head that are like you know (laughs) like there's this like that's been a really big conversation going on between different perspectives in my head right now and it's just like what do I do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is the right yeah. thing to do? So, yeah, I yes. I don't know how we how I got to that tangent. <laughs> Try. I never know how I get on yeah. tangents. It just happens. Well, and I think I think this is just these um these last few months have been a huge huge time of reflection, right? Like being able to be living on the dole so to speak and it has allowed me personally to a little bit of extra time to just reflect like what is it that I want to get out of life like you know if I choose to work I mean what kind of work patterns work for me you know the beautiful thing about up here um, is that unfortunately for people that are looking for employees there's really not a good market for good employees you know there's a lot of fortunately there's a lot of people with substance abuse issues of various kinds up here um so for example like in the manual labor fields it's really hard for folks to find people that are going to be like there and consistent so if you if you're kind of a if you are more consistent i guess and you show up (laughs) to like your job it's almost like like i don't know there's just a lot more opportunities out here for people that actually have like a solid work ethic or aren't being just completely distracted by whatever issues they're dealing with so for like someone like me like I mean I get I I've never really had this happen in, in Fresno or Madeira but like up here I working at the coffee shop I mean I have like people asking me if, if I need a job like all the time for like various things you know and I'm just yeah. like wow <laughs> you know like that's like it's like employment my and this like weird town might always be there. And this is like one of the few places where having a bachelor's degree actually puts me ahead of some other people, but it's just because it's so rural. So it's, that's, that's definitely like helping me like kind of change my perspective on like, you know, like what it will take for me to like live a more peaceful life and stuff. Um, and the, and it's like a little bit, I mean, it just seems a little more old school. Like you could work under the table with a lot more people up here. You can, I mean, you, down to like helping some lady pick herbs in her like garden that she uses to sell products. Like you can actually get a job like that, which like when I, when we were kids and we learned about like the woofer program, 
you know, where people can go work on farms all over the the world. I mean, there's a lot of more jobs out here like that. So it's, you know, there's, there's definitely more, there's just like that kind of bartering, bartering system. Like I work, you pay me and we're cool. When I do not want to work, I won't go, (laughs) you know, there's like, it's more possible to live a life like that. And that's the kind of life that my partner lives where it's like, when he feels really good, he can like pick up, you know, different jobs for different people, make a couple hundred bucks. And then when he doesn't want to do that work anymore, he can just hang back and like take the time that he needs. And I never thought I could live like that, you know, or I never thought that there would be a way to do that. And it's like, my whole brain is changing. (laughs) Like I don't, it's yeah. very rare here. Like you have to get locked into one, two, three jobs in order to survive in Fresno and Madeira. And it's like that that's it sucks because I I miss every like my people there. I miss everybody there. But it's I remember I remember like when I lived there, I mean I was just like working so much at Starbucks and I was like always so sad and always so anxious, you know. And now pardon me now that life's a little bit like life up here actually really is a lot slower it like moves far slower than it did down there like there's a little less hustle a little less bustle and a lot more time (laughs) you know so for better or for worse and it is really it is really nice but it just yeah definitely like I stick out like a sore thumb up here so that's there's the compromises I guess (laughs) rule living trip definitely a trip so definitely changing my perspectives on like work what it means to work and make money especially when you don't get benefits um yeah (laughs) like yeah there's those I don't know it helps me lean into the uncertainty, I think, a little bit more. Um. That's real. I mean, I think one thing that, like, when I think about, um, like, the Emerald Triangle area, that whole vicinity of the state, like, I think about so many of the people I've known who go up there, not every mm-hmm. year, maybe, like, years where they need the money or whatever, and they trim, and they come and go. And like people come and go from yes. all over the world up there to trim and stuff. So like it's it's much more of like a transient um Yes. It's like a hub of um of activity, mm-hmm. legal and illegal, and people come and go as they please. And it's like kind of like the Wild yes. West in a way. And um here it's definitely like no one travels just to come to Fresno and work for a little while. I mean, I, I actually did have a coworker in the past that moved here from Maryland and was here for a few months and left. But that's so rare that people come to Fresno like as like, oh, I'm yeah. moving to Fresno. Yeah. And it's well, and I think that's also tra- like happened because I have done that kind of work as well. The trimming work. And it was a trip because I'm used to, you know, having a W-2 and things like that. And it's just like, it's kind of cool to feel like, you know, you can work as hard and as long for as however long you want. I mean, unless you get caught up in the wrong 
situation, which a lot of people do up here. Um, right. But um, maybe not so much in Trinity County, maybe some parts, but definitely more so like Humboldt where the scary, scarier farms are. But um, yeah, I mean, you can like pretty much, you know, work for as long as hard as you want and then you, you get paid and you take off and you don't even have to see that boss ever again. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. what if we, it just like, I'm like, I wish we could just all live life a little bit more like that. Where we were just like this, you know, work, I'm going to go, I'm going to do something else. Like, why is it so bad? Like, like it, why does it reflect so badly on your character when you show like on your resume that you have multiple jobs in so much time you know like right I hope that changes like because younger people like probably around mm-hmm. our age and below um we just yeah. don't stick around as long if like if we're not feeling it and we don't feel like we're being treated fairly we leave I say we even though like that's not <laughs> not historically right. true of me but like <laughs> You know, people in our age range, I think, are much less tolerant of bullshit. And we know that if we're working a service industry job, there's another service industry job yeah, somewhere down the line. Like, we don't have to be tied to this one. Because if it's mm-hmm. all, I mean, it's all the same. Yeah, and I just, shoot, I mean, when I lived in the Central Valley, I felt um, almost not indebted to Starbucks. But because I just, for so long, that was the only thing I knew really how to do. Like the only like, like real life work thing that I was comfortable with. And I guess the best part about Starbucks is that like, I could just go there, be there and then leave, you know? But I mean, yeah. I would always get called in. I mean, cause I was a, you know, you, you show people that you work really hard and then people will start to abuse you. And that's true of my partner too. Like he's, right. he and I talked a lot about that because that'll, he does a lot of manual labor and it's so hard on your body to like, you know, and people will like, you know, anybody that does any kind of manual labor, people who work in the fields, I mean, they see that you like will work hard and they like naturally people in power will want to like abuse you. And it's so, it's so shitty, right. you know, it's just so, it's so shitty that that's the way it is but you know that's that's kind of like what my experience at Starbucks would be and I I eventually just felt I think they catch you also with that like loyalty thing like we've been loyal to you you have to be loyal to us we're a family you know like you start to feel really Mm -hmm. like guilty you know some like a, a coworker that you do happen to care about part of your family is like sick can't come in and they're trying to get you to come in and it's like I literally don't want to exist today. So why the hell would I want to go to work? I'm t- I, li- I take my days off to try to feel my feelings. So I'm not like, you know, exploding right. at work, which I have done. But <laughs> anyway, but you know, so it's just like, oh no, I can't disappoint my family. I guess I'll go in when I'm on a verge of a breakdown because yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, eh, why? <laughs> you know, like that's how they get right. you. And you know, my mom worked in HR. So I always like, grew up hearing if you you know aren't consistent with your work and like you constantly just have to like I just grew up a people pleaser and I grew I grew up with like that HR perspective like if I don't do x y and z then this is how I'm going to be seen as like a worker 
and I wanted it to be clear to everyone that I'm like a great worker. And you know what happens? People try to like give me more responsibilities that I do not want, you know, and so they can right. like, they like want to push it off on me. And I feel like it's it's like starting to happen again, not like in an insidious way, but just in a like, ooh, I need to be clear about what my needs are, and I need to like set more, a boundary again yet again because I'm such a good worker and I'm like like I can I just live a transient life like can somebody just allow me to like come in and like you know but I think I have to take responsibility for that too because again my validation and sense of worth I think comes out of what I feel like I'm capable of doing for others and stuff and like having people see me as dependable so I'm very much just as like responsible for feeding into that kind of idea of what it means to be a person of worth you know like no one likes you if you don't work hard (laughs) like that's the thing that I tell myself so I don't know (laughs) yeah I feel that too and like the thing with being dependable is like like, I feel like I'm finally starting to realize, like, you know, being dependable to others is actually less important than being dependable to myself. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally starting to get that. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, I'm at that point in my life where I am, like, okay, let's let's do this with more intention here. Like, let me... I mean, my, the, the work that I've been avoiding all these years or like kind of half-assed doing is work that doesn't involve anybody else but me. And, you know, it's a good, like, this is a good time as ever to put energy into that and to show up for myself, for us to show up for ourselves in ways that we've never felt like we were allowed to do because we were locked into like a 40 plus hour work week and inconsistent working schedule because that's how shift work fucking works. You know, I mean, this is Mm -hmm. the, this is the time for a lot of folks who are getting, you know, I mean, they're saying, they're saying that folks are are coming out more now because of this quarantine, Um, you know, coming out as like trans, you know, by whatever, like not normative, um, identities because we've had time to actually sit and think about our identities. And so this is like, this is definitely a big fucking deal, especially since, you know, I mean, depending on who you are, like, I haven't been able to be like, I'm going to go out, (laughs) do go to the show (laughs) instead of, you know, meditating (laughs) (laughs) or something. Right. I know there's so little to do that you pretty much have to like face your demons. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to cut that one there for now. Um, You can come back next week and hear the rest of our chat. Um, It'll be kind of focusing on like identity sobriety, um, expectations for self and others, if I can remember correctly. Um, yeah, a lot going on. We talked about a lot. Um, so yeah, that's about it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for your patience, um, as I, uh, took some time to work on, uh, these two episodes. 
Uh, thank you for the support online and financially. Um, again, in terms of financial support, if you would like to offer that, there is a PayPal donate button on calfolkonthecushion.com. Also, if you go to anchor.fm slash cushion, there's an option there to um, offer monthly support at 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. And no pressure, but if you can swing it, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Calfolk on the Cushion. You can always um, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you come back next week and hear the rest. Be safe, be well, and I'll talk at you next week. <laughs>